All right. We're a little over 45 minutes there, William. Definitely. It's not my fault for my Larry David anecdote. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? Anything cool? Welcome back to the FLFFFL podcast, episode nine. It is your host, Matthew Honeycutt, along with our two co-hosts, William Myers and John Lassie. We took a little hiatus last week. week. We, yeah, bye week. But now we're back, guys. How we feeling? How we doing? What's I'm feeling good. I'm the division leader uh, in our league, so in the FLFFFL for my division. So game what up a- on, the, on the Falcons, couple games up on the Matty Ice and the boys, I think. So, uh, yeah, feeling feeling pretty good. What a change of events for your squad, man. Just, the emergence you know, of Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne is uh, yes. a game changer. Yep. Acquired one through a trade and drafted the other. So, and it was like week two that you were thinking this was the worst draft you've ever had in your life. Oh, I was, I hated it. Yeah. yeah. I hated it. It was terrible. And now look at you now. That's what a full body of work for a whole season. Yep. That's why we don't double down on Dylan week one. Don't. <laughs> Man, you, that's, hey, why. Yes. that's why we do that. I will talk about those woes later for sure. Um, Will. How you doing, man? There are a few times, a few times during the year where a real football weekend is better than a fantasy football weekend, mm-hmm. and this was one of those weekends. My yeah, friends, tell us, tell us about it. Who cares about the NFL? Because mm. LSU beat Alabama, going for two in overtime, and it was so sweet. It was the best. Real happy for the LSU family. You guys can hate. He wins. He's won. I mean, look. Some, someone, someone well, actually, he was so good at Notre Dame. Yeah, you're right. He's Ugh. the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, so that's a pretty good program. But anyways. Uh, the most overrated program in history as well. Oh, that is completely agree, except for Texas. Texas is more rated. I can go over that in a little bit. Um, but I think that's all like national media thing that like, oh, we don't fit in Baton Rouge. That's so stupid. Just win. Who cares? <laughs> Anyways. I mean, I mean, also, what a crazy turn of events because I think week two, week three, everyone was really down on LSU. And then all of a sudden they win like four or five straight. And Yeah, we've gotten better every week. And mm-hmm. last it's your point. Like he's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. But Notre Dame is a dinosaur. You can't win at Notre Dame anymore. You got to go to somewhere else. And so he did, and he's proving that he's a pretty darn good coach so far. I mean, we've gotten better every week. We're probably going to win the West, which would be crazy, considering we started our bowl game last year with a wide receiver at quarterbacks, no enough scholarship players. So Got to get through the hogs first. That's we, true. Uh, actually, we, we might not even have to get through the hogs. If Bama beats Ole Miss, then we could lose the hogs, and then we could still make the SC Championship game. So – uh, I just hope, always, I just hope that uh, I just hope that y'all ruin A and M's bowl hopes, bowl game hopes. That oh, would be great. We can we can both agree on that one. Yeah. Yes. So, anyways, oh, that that's not to turn this into a college football podcast, but LSU's looking pretty good. 
So very excited. Nice. Yeah. I figured that would make it in the pod somewhere. Of course. It's, it, uh, it, you know, pretty, it's pretty sweet. Big news. I won't talk about my weekend at all. Um, you know, I, well, can we talk about the election? Because when we talk about elections, it's very important that to discuss liberty and how liberty is very important to <laughs> us as a country. Correct. Liberty is what our founding fathers died for, so that we could talk on this podcast about liberty and not worry about anything else. So uh, I hope you guys voted in your election and exercised the liberty that you have in this country to go vote because liberty is uh, super important. So I just thought I'd throw that in there in the context of our pre-fantasy football discussion. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. It's good. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Great. So good, good, good talks. But we're going to walk into some takeaways John, we're going to kick it off with you. No, I think I should go first. I'm going to go first this week. So um, I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson. Okay. Talk about Lamar Jackson. Tell us about yeah. Lamar. So Lamar Jackson's first few weeks were electric. Lighten so, it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So week one, he scored 19.7, which is good, not great. I think we can agree on that. It's actually pretty good, not great. Then he goes off for a 44 and 40. And then in the last six weeks, do you guys know what he's averaging? Like 17? 15 points. I was close. In the last six weeks, he's averaging 15 (laughs) points, has gotten less than 10 one time and more than 20 only one time. You know what 15 points would get him if you take that average points? Do you know who that would put him by? Aaron Rodgers. It would put him actually. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's way above Aaron Rodgers, but <laughs> it's in between. It's in between these two players. Jared Goff. Nah, Jared Goff is more. Tom Brady, who's been bad, and guess who's right below him? Marcus Mariota and Andy Dalton. Wow. Wow. If if that fifteen point zero three average points were to hold throughout the season. He is struggling from a fantasy perspective. Man, what if you take out those two big games too? Like, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like okay. he's still he's still QB four, but that 15 point average is his average over the last six weeks, which is what Tom Brady and Marcus Mariota have essentially been averaging gotcha. through the saying. course of the season. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, it's not very good. You know, Carson Wentz is ahead of him. I know he's on IR, but like he averaged more than that. Uh, Geno Smith obviously is averaging more. Um, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Flacco, Jimmy G are all more. Russell Wilson is close. Russell Wilson's less than a point away. And Dak mm. Prescott is, of course, lower because he stinks. So, well, he, um, just yeah. the kind of context that uh, Lamar Jackson has been in the last six weeks. Mm. Not very good. And this is coming from a guy who did a good job and sold him at the high point. Exactly, which is why I brought it up because I'm I have an interest in how he does for the rest of the season, and I'm hoping it is not good. So yeah, that's good stuff. John, what about you? What do you got for takeaway? I'm going to talk about two guys. One uh, is a dude I've hated on a lot, along with other another mm-hmm. fantasy um, podcast host, uh, Joe Mixon. Had Love Joe Mixon. He is a game probably. Electric. Probably the game of the season. 
um, for a running back. He had 153 yards, uh, four touchdowns, four receptions for 58 yards, and one receiving touchdown. So he scored five times, 56.1 points um, with our league scoring uh, in one game. And that's only slightly less than these players have scored all season long. Mac Jones at 56.8, James Conner at 61.7, MVS and A-Rob are tied at 61.8. And Kyle Pitts, our guy, the amazing, amazing, impeccable Kyle Pitts has only scored the whole season about seven more points than Joe Mixon did in one game. Unbelievable. And then another guy, I was a year too early on this guy, Justin Fields, league winner. Justin Fields is turning it up all the way to 10 the last few weeks, what weeks one through four, he had an average finish of QB 27. Uh, since then weeks five through nine, he's averaged uh, QB 6.5, um, and, including wow. finishing QB one this past week. So I, I looked in week nine, Joe Mixon and Justin Fields, if they were on the same team, they're not on the same team in our league, but I'm sure there's leagues out there where there are, they were, but they combined to score 98.9 points in week nine. They outscore by themselves, the Falcons, Maddie ice, chubby girlies, and the Dave Verandas, and they only would lose to the flexes by less than 10 points. Their whole teams, those two players outscore or lose by less than 10 points Man. to those teams by themselves. It's just nuts. Aren't they on the same roster in our league that he just didn't start fields? Is that, am I right on that? No fields is on gangsters and okay. Mixon is okay. on bird. Okay, man, that is insane. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, where does um, question? Where is Mixon ranked as an RB now after that week? I think he's RB four. Stand by, stand by, stand by, stand by. He Can you is maybe crying in the background. No, okay. he's he is running back three. <laughs> wow. Now uh, he's ahead of Christian McCaffrey, and Nick Chubb, who both just had their buys, and it looked. They and should he, both pass him up. He has yeah. his bye this weekend. Joe Mixon uh-huh. has his this weekend. So he'll drop a little bit after this once the buys even out. And I think Saquon just had a bye last week, if I'm not mistaken. And but Saquon still, should also pass up, pass him up. But still, I mean. I'm wondering if you were to take that out and put his average in, he'd been averaging the rest of the year, where he would be. That's a good thing to look at. Uh, but, I can I can do that real quick if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, we'll come back to it. Well, I mean, intern, intern Steve. Intern Steve. Yeah, glad to have him back. I don't know where he went, but let me hop He got a job my... with a different podcast. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did, but then we hired him back. For oh, free. okay. Because they started making him pay to be part of that podcast. So, yeah. Kind of like you have to pay now to be part of Twitter Blue to be verified. Did y'all know mm. that? $8 a month to get a blue check. He averages Joe Mixon would average fourteen point six points per game, which would put him right in between uh, Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne, who have obviously done much better in the second half of the first half of the season. Yes. Yeah, which I'm um, about to talk about. But it, it's also guys like Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Gus Edwards, Antonio Gibson. Clyde Edwards-Alaire are all kind of right around there too. Oh, but it is ahead of Jonathan Taylor, so that's that's pretty good, you know. Bum bum bum. He <laughs> stinks. So let me talk about my takeaways. Um, we got some rookie RBs that are dominating. 
Um, and they actually happen, the top two happen to be on the same team in our league, which is crazy. But the first is Kim, Kenneth Walker. Last week he had 28.9 points. Um, and since week five, he's averaging 20.8 points per week, which is great for an RB, one or two, I guess, really, 20 yeah. points per game. <clears throat> and then the second guy is Travis Etienne. Last week he had 27.6. And then again, since week five, he's averaging 20.1 points per week. And so that's 40 points for this manager in our league that he can count on every week. I mean, that is just insane. Some savvy moves and drafting by that manager, whoever he is. Man, don't let's not give him too much credit now. <laughs> not to his horn too much. Those two guys scored half my over half my points. So <laughs> yeah. And then the last guy, this guy's been really steady. He hasn't had like great weeks the last two weeks or like dominant, but Damian Pierce, since week three, he's averaging 18.3 per week. And so he's he's average he's been the starter a little bit longer, um, but he's being pretty consistent over 15, 16 per week, which is great. And so I feel like just a dominating RB. And I think Brees Hall would have been in this conversation too, if he wouldn't have got injured for so sure. It's, it's been a really good rookie running back room when the rest of the RBs hasn't, haven't been very good. Um, and so just, if you inserted, if you drafted one of these guys and then were patient enough to hang on, it's really paid off. Um, and then the second thing, takeaway, I wanted to do a player comparison with two different wide receivers. And so uh, wide receiver A has 43 receptions, 574 yards, five TDs, has 130.9 points, and is wide receiver 10 on the season. So wide receiver 10. And then we got wide receiver B, who has 44 receptions, 617 yards, three TDs, 125.7 points, and it's wide receiver 11 on the season. Who are these mm. two receivers? I'm going to say Amari Cooper and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I was going to say Amari Cooper and Christian Kirk. Okay. Y'all got one of them right. I got one of them right. I said it first. You did not get what? one right. Uh, Christian Kirk. (laughs) Yes. So wide receiver. I am an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Wide receiver a at wide receiver 10 of the season is Christian Kirk. That is, that's truly shocking. Insane. And then this other wide receiver B is a big name and he's sitting at wide receiver 11 and he is, we've got one of his fanboys in our league. This guy is, Mike Evans. I mean, people yeah. were drafting him probably round two, I guess, probably. Yeah. Ish. And then Let's Christian check. Kirk. I don't know when he was drafted. Yeah. Round five or six, probably seven. And and turn Steve, you got that. Mike Evans was round three. Okay, round three. Uh, but he was like Tyreek Hill was right above him. Yeah. He was drafted after Keenan Allen, though. Whoever drafted Keenan Allen that early. <laughs> really hurt. Oh, um, and really then who was it? Christian Kirk? Yep. Christian Kirk was round eight. Wow. He was, uh, yeah, very <laughs> yeah, drafted, by, drafted by the Dave Verandas, So Man, doesn't have him any longer, though. Trading him away to, I think, uh, Matt Lance has him now. I think that's correct. Yeah. 
So, anyways, I thought that was a pretty cool comparison there. Wide receiver 10 and 11 on the season, and one is a huge name, and one is like, how in the world is this person in the top 10, which is Christian Kirk. So those are my takeaways for week eight and nine, I guess. Um, and so, I, get, I mean, it's time. I mean, let's hop into some power rankings and figure out. I think we're just going to kind of skip over, glance over week eight, and we're going to regroup and figure out where do all the managers land after week nine. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. So last and still last, Gangsta's Paradise. They just, they're just not very good. It's not a good team. So they they did get um, DeAndre Hopkins back, which was helpful, but they're still they're still sticky. Uh, then we have Funky Town Fellas. Uh, Funky Town Fellas have just, I feel like, been hanging around kind of all season, making some trades, but never really having an impact on the season. Um, you know, they're also not a very good team. They've only scored 963 points, and they've lost two in a row. They've only made six moves. I bet four of those are trades. So Funky Town Fellas is second. Then we have Daddy Kyle. Uh, they are third in – I'm sorry, fourth in points scored, fourth from the bottom. I don't know. Just, you know, whatever. Then you have the Dave Verandas. Dave Verandas have been shockingly good, but also terrible. They've scored 1,060 points. 1,060.6 points. That point six is important. So they are like fourth or fifth in points for, but points against, they're definitely the highest. And I think, last you'll kind of talk to the nature of the records that we're seeing here and how Dave Verandas mm-hmm. might have done against other people's schedules, which might – give us an idea of how good this team really is in comparison to how they've actually performed uh, this season, which I think might be pretty interesting. Next is uh, Matty Ice and the boys. I think this team lost the league in the first round in the first pick of the draft by picking Jonathan Taylor. We talked about how low he was. He's below uh, where Joe Mixon would be if you take out his 56-point game. You want your first pick in the draft to be better than Joe Mixon. That's just a good rule of thumb to live by. Uh, Matty Ice and the boys lost at that time. Uh, in his defense, no one thought that was a bad pick. Of course. No. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. it was like the like, least riskiest pick there was. And theor- well, theoretically, the- yes. the- yeah. Theoretically. Um, I-, I would argue there are other less risky picks, mainly one or two. I, I would say there would probably be two less risky picks. Cup. Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup would probably be the two guys I think these guys he, got Der- it. Now, Derrick Henry, like, though, I mean, every year with him, it's like how much longer can he do what he's doing? You know? Yeah, and he continues to do it. The guy is amazing. And he gets stronger, he gets, stronger he gets as the season goes. better as the year goes on. Yeah. I mean, he, the guy yeah. is amazing. Speaking of Derrick Henry, next person in our power rankings is Run DMC. I think this team – has been the team that has failed to live up to the talent on its team more than anybody else. Derrick Henry, Damian Pierce, Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and yet they are not a very good team. They're four and five. <clears throat> They're two games back of the lead in the division. It's just been a super disappointing 
season for them. A lot of that stems from starting Russell Wilson for like seven or eight games. That's and he's been terrible. They did trade for Kirk Cousins. They had to give up Amari Cooper to get it. They got DK Metcalf in return, who's good. Um, but I don't know how much Kirk Cousins really improves the problem and the hole they had at quarterback. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But and St. Brown has been on injured, so he's back. So we'll see how yes. the team comes together. So, but I am curious to see how that actually plays out because even guys like Justin Jefferson, I think they've been slightly underwhelming this season from what we might have expected. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see how that works out. Next, Chubby Girls are Swift. Look for this team to shoot up in the power rank because now they've got the man, Cordero Patterson, back. Uh, dude's a player. Plus, people have been poo-pooing on this team like for the last like eight weeks. They're pretty much middle of the road in points four, uh, and they've won three games in a row. So uh, a lot of people had this team down and out, and yet they've won three games in a row. They're now six and three. I think they've gone on three a three game win streak, a three game lose streak, and now a three game on a three game win streak. So, so he should have a three game losing streak. Now have a three game win streak next. So, Wally, prepare your heart for that. But uh, this team, I think, is not actually going to go anywhere. But I have been wrong about a Wally team before, and uh, I have been made to look like a fool because of it. So. I will not actually submit that in a prediction yet. So we'll see. Mm. Uh, next is Not Your Average Joes. We've kind of talked about this team. They were gifted Austin Eckler, essentially, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, which really catapulted this team near the top. Jamar Chase has been out. That's going to hurt them from a production standpoint. But is likely, I think, that Jamar Chase is going to be back by the time the playoffs start. So watch out for this team. You guys set the under for three losses for the rest of the season a couple weeks ago. They lost one, then won one. So we'll see. They've got to pretty much do be flawless the rest of the season in order to live up that, to that prediction. But either way, I don't think anybody sees this team losing more than three games and finishing with a really, really good record and being right in the middle of that playoff pack. Uh, moving forward. So uh, next we've got all my flexes live in Texas. We've talked about this a few minutes ago. This is all due to the emergence of Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne. Before their emergence, this team was down in the dumps, um, but those two guys have been really, really good, and that's really, really helped them out. Uh, quick side note, uh, I skipped the tiers. The bottom tier is Gangsta's, Funky Town, Daddy Kyle, and Dave Aranda's. The middle tier is large. There's a lot of teams kind of in the middle of the league right here. Matty Ice, Run DMC, Chubby Girlies, Not Your Average Joes, and Flexes. <clears throat> and this brings us to the third team in the power rankings, the Linden Falcons. Um, I think this team had the best team in the league for a day, and then Michael Thomas got hurt, and now they're back down the power rankings a little bit. Um, they've had a, a tough couple weeks, mainly because of buys and a few injuries that have not been opportune. Um, now they did win last week and they lost this week, but we'll see if Mark Andrews can come back. Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb are back on by look for this team to bounce back this week from their loss. <clears throat> Next Birdman, uh, just a really solid team all around. You know, that, that Buffalo, uh, group is pretty good. Um, and then a few interesting players on this team that I think have really kind of made a difference. Joe Mixon obviously had a huge week this week. Um, 
<clears throat> and then Zach Ertz has been pretty darn good, and I don't know if I expected it. He's tied in three. Now, Zach Ertz, like two years ago, three years ago, I said, yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. But he's really, really performed pretty well. Uh, so it's really paid dividends for this guy to get Zach Ertz. Um, so that's worked out pretty well for, for them. And last but not least, Blue Lineman, you know, they keep winning. Cooper Cup, Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley. Um, those three have all been really, really good. And it's really difficult when you get such solid, consistent performances from those guys for, for them to be beaten. Now, in addition to those guys, they've got Ramondre Stevenson, who's uh, running back eight, averaging almost 17 points. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, who's pretty boomer bust, um, mostly bust, but he has had a 30-point game and then several games where it's 15 to 20 points. Um so I think this team has holes, more holes than probably a few of the teams lower than it in the power rankings, but they've got very strong um, top-end yeah. power with Patrick Mahomes, who's quarterback two, Cooper Cup, who's wide receiver two, and Saquon Barkley, who's uh, running back six, but I expect that to go up because he just came off of his uh, – no, he didn't just come off his bye. He's, He's running back six. But he will jump over Joe Mixon, most likely, who is on his bye this week. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, uh, let's say top five for uh, for Saquon Barkley. That's a pretty pretty dangerous trio right there. So, those are the power rankings. Um, Falcons is in a tier of its own this week, and then Blue Lyman and Birdman are in the top tier. There you go. There you have it. Well, I got I have two questions for you here. Okay. So if I heard you right, you said Justin Jefferson that you think has been underwhelming. Slightly. I think it's so slightly underwhelming. What, what do you expect? Because he's averaging 22.3 and he's wide receiver four on the year. That doesn't seem underwhelming to me. Well, he was drafted probably as wide receiver number two uh, behind Cooper Cup, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, he was. So he's drafted wide receiver number two, six pick in the draft. Like, a lot of people thought Jefferson would outperform Cup this year. So mm-hmm. again, it's not much, but I think it's yeah, that's true. It's it's enough to where it's like you know Justin Jefferson has been really really good, but people thought he'd outperform Cup. Some people thought, hey, you should maybe take him as the first wide receiver in the draft. He was taken as the second wide receiver in the draft, and he's still being outperformed by a few other guys. So again, I, I love Justin Jefferson. He's a great player. I would trade for him in a heartbeat, but I think relative to where you might have expected him to be uh he's slightly underperforming yeah my other question is just about chubby girlies i mean obviously the record you know wins are wins and he has he's has a good record right now at six and three i think when i look at his team though outside of kyler murray and jalen waddle and Cordero um, Patterson, of course. Sure, I guess. I just don't know. I mean, like, th- this team is not like past Chubby teams that have won before. No, it's Last not. year's Chubby I, team had Cooper Cup. The team before that, that when he won a couple years ago, before I was in – I think before I was in the league, was, was um, Todd Gurley. So mm-hmm. it's like – you know what I mean? So this – I mean, this well, this Chubby team doesn't have one of those players. And so I think that's Completely why I agree, which is what team. I was referring to yeah. when I said I've been wrong about – Chubby right. Gurley team before. I don't think this is one of them because they don't have that guy. But but you've uh, been wrong before, so. But I've been wrong before. So. Yeah. Okay. 
Good deal. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. We will see. All right, those are the power rankings for post week nine. Um, so yeah, let's let's move it to to John. Kind of tell us a little bit of this analytics that you've been running on a different. Yeah, so I I took a big old deep dive. Um, this is actually I didn't I didn't do all this just myself. I I used a uh, thing called the the fffub.com, the fantasy football hub. Um, it can kind of pull some data from our league basically, but, uh, I wanted to compare kind of some schedules. Uh, you know, I think that's a big, uh, something I, I hear often in the fantasy world is like, Oh, like my record's only bad because I had a hard schedule and everyone else would have been way worse than me on my schedule or whatever like that. So I, I did some analysis here and looked at every team, every manager or every team, how, um, every team individually would have done against, all the other schedules and if they would have had a better record uh, against all the other schedules. And then also how every other team would have done against the, your team. Um, and if they would have had better records uh, against your schedule. So just some notable things here um, on the, on the high end funky town fellas, the Dave Arandas and daddy Kyle, all, uh, all other teams basically for funky town, literally every other team would have had a better record against his schedule and for the Dave Randas and, and Daddy Kyle, 10 other teams uh, would have had a better record against their schedule. Um, on the opposite end of that, um, uh, the Blue Linemen, uh, Flexes, DMC, and Maddie Ice. Blue Linemen and, and uh, Flexes, no teams have a better record than their record against their schedule. And Maddie Ice and DMC, only one team each have has a better record against their schedule. So... Um, just interesting that usually I, I would say probably that, you know, that means the lower you are, the lower your number is on that, um, specific column, you know, the better for your team. On the other hand, your schedule, your, um, team versus everyone else's schedule, the higher that is, uh, or I mean, the lower that is, the worse it is. So some things on that, um, the day verandas, uh, has uh, a better record or sorry, has a better record against every other team than that team would. Is, does, does that make sense? Am I saying that clearly? The Dave Verandas versus all the other schedules has. If, if the Dave Verandas played every other team's schedule, their record better, would have improved. Right. Their record would be better than it is now, which is not mm-hmm. hard because they're like two and seven or whatever. So um, Birdman uh, or sorry, I'm going the wrong way. Um Average Joe's eight uh, and DMC eight uh, other team or have better records against eight other teams schedules Uh, on the opposite end of that. um, You have the flexes who my, for me against every other team schedule, I wouldn't have a a better record against anyone's schedule. Uh, Chubby girlies is the same. Doesn't have a better record against anyone's schedule. And then Birdman has a better record only against one other team's schedule. And that would be the Willenium Falcons. So anyway, just interesting uh, little little tidbit there about scheduling and you know who has uh, a harder schedule or not. You know, I think I think probably in the end it kind of all evens out because we all play each other. But you know, it, I I thought it was an interesting little uh, analysis there. Mm-hmm. But I even look at like week by week, and there's like, man, I wish I was playing this team because they have like six guys on by, and it. I, so I don't know how that plays into this, but um, I just think sometimes when you look at the individual weeks too, 
there's an opportunity to get a win when you're playing against that team, when you're playing against another team that like, man, they're at full strength. For sure. Um, yeah. But I, I doubt you could look at that and see it. Um, so that's a little cool tidbit of information about the schedules and rankings. Um, we had a lot of uh, trades that have happened recently. Uh, we want to run through those real quick. Yeah, let's do it. And then we can do matchup previews. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So first, let's let's talk about this. Uh, this we I think Will mentioned it. Um, there's a there was a big trade that really shifted the the whole league uh, between the average Joes and the Dave Arandas. For some reason, the league didn't save the Arandas from himself this time, even though they have um, put themselves in a position to do that in in years past. For whatever reason, the league said, "Forget it. We're going to let the Arandas trade away his whole team just for just so he can have just Mike Evans on his team." Basically, uh, <laughs> Average Joe's traded Jared Goff, Jeff Wilson, and George Kittle. By the way, Jared Goff isn't even on the Arandas anymore. He did this trade because he was all in on Jared Goff, not even on his team anymore. And then he was all in on Jimmy Garoppolo too. He <laughs> he would not he would not take Geno Smith because like, dude, I got Jimmy G. <laughs> Jared Goff, Jeff Wilson, and George Kittle to the Randas for Devin Singletary, which is meh. That's he's fine. been he's been okay though. I mean, and then Austin Eckler and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, RB. What the heck, guys? This is a this was. A ridiculous trade at the time, and it is even worse now. I mean, what, literally. Uh, what week was this? Do you remember what week it happened? It had to have been like week two or three. It was no, in September, I think, sometime. Like, I think it was that early. Late September, maybe. Because I don't the, know. the crazy part is the Dave Arandas still have scored a lot of points. And I don't know how, but yeah, they gave up the. I, I just imagine what, how many points would they have scored if they had kept these people on their team? This, this trade was, uh, September, no, this trade was October 4th. So okay. a couple weeks, I mean, a month ago. Yeah, a month ago. So probably four, four weeks ago. Four, weeks, four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So earlier in the season. Crazy. <clears throat> Other trade. Eckler, Eckler at the time, by the way, just, just for, for reference. He, he was doing poorly. He had done, hold on, I'm about to sneeze. Wait, wait, wait. I think it went away. Uh, 11.2 in week one, 18.4, 13.3. And that's probably about when October started. So his week four was 35. So maybe that week four was in the mix there. Um, but he, he got had, impatient. He had been average. Again, this is why you don't double down on Dylan week one, you know, like this, <laughs> that applies here too. So, well, I wish I'd done that with Taylor. So, yeah, you maybe. should have traded Jonathan Taylor in week two. Yeah, should have. See, I and if and if week two you're saying I'm trading Jonathan Taylor, I would have said, don't do it because last season in a different league I traded Jonathan Taylor after like week four, and then he went off. So well, anyway, crazy. with the demise of the Colts, I don't yeah, think that's going to happen. They're struggling. They're struggling. Ooh, they I just saw- hired an analyst. To be their head coach, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet that said Colts hire a, a undefeated fantasy football manager to be their GM. <laughs> I could be a GM. Yeah, I do fantasy Colts. football. Oh, God. it's the same, right? 
Yeah. All right. I'm going to work my way uh, backwards through these other trades because um, that's the order they were actually done in. So back a while, I don't know when this happened. We have several to cover. Matty Ice traded, and this is kind of a meh trade, but they traded Daniel Jones to run DMC for Tyler Algier. It was out of need. Out of need. Well, and, and run DMC was banking on Daniel Jones, you know, Danny Dimes, and he was terrible yep. two weeks ago. How was he this past week? I actually don't remember. Matty Ice tried to dump Daniel Jones on me too, but I didn't. It was right after that big game he had. <laughs> yeah, he did have that big game. Let he me was see like, how he oh, he's, he's better. Well, he probably still is better than Tom Brady and maybe Trevor Lawrence, but I, he I didn't is. Bite. He is better than both of those guys, I think. So, so my word was still true. Danny Dimes uh, last Danny Dimes. week. Oh, he was on his bye. Okay, so. Oh, okay. He scored zero. I almost yeah. said that. All right. Uh, Then we had the uh, the flexes traded Tom Brady and Tyler Boyd to Funky Town fellas for Justin Herbert and Dawson Knox. Really, it was just for Justin Herbert. I dropped Dawson Knox pretty quickly after that. So, and let's let's look at Justin Herbert's performance the last two weeks. Mm. Bye, and then eleven point three. Hmm. Interesting. He He hasn't been great. He yeah. hasn't been great. Has you should he? be you should be patient though. Mm. Be patient. I think he'll turn it up. We'll see. Interesting. By the way, Justin Herbert in his last six games. He's been is, injured since whenever you're about to reference, but he's he has played been. in all these games, honey God. With with cracked ribs. With Good cracked grief. ribs. You tried um, doing anything besides breathing with cracked ribs, and it's you can't it's even tough. breathe. It hurts to breathe. Oh, great! Well, it's typing, lovely. Yeah, I'm averaging his points over the last six weeks. Let him calculate. Ooh, fourteen point zero two. That's not very good. We'll see when the stretch. We'll see. That's, yeah, that's not Geno Smith esque. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. He did much. I'm just. I week. was just trying to save you from yourself, Will. I need. I think you need to keep Geno Smith. So, yeah, You're I welcome. got rid of Kirk Cousins and did the same thing. So, okay. What's the next trade? Next, Matty Ice trades got out of the Brandon Cooks game finally. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Traded him to run DMC for Gus Edwards, who, who cares? also Move got on. hurt. Yeah. And, the, yeah. Let's yeah. move on to the real trade that matters. The only one that matters is, is of course, is for the Falcons. Uh, well, of course. I didn't. I didn't say that. You said that. But no. Brandon Cooks and Gus Edwards, give me a break. <laughs> we talked oh, about man. Tom Brady and Tyler Boyd and Justin Herbert, Dawson Knox. Falcons traded DK Metcalf and Kirk Cousins to run DMC for Isaiah Pacheco and Amari Cooper. So basically, this was a DK and Kirk Cousins for for Amari Cooper. Which yeah, okay. get this so this Cooper, dude this dude was haggling over Chuba Hubbard or Isaiah Pacheco. I was, I was taking like, Chuba dude. Hubbard. Why didn't you take Chuba Hubbard? Oh, I guess was uh no yeah McCaffrey had been traded at that point. Chuba Hubbard will never play on my team, and if he does, I'm not winning the league. I don't care about Chuba Hubbard. I'm just saying he's better than Isaiah Pacheco. A lot of people are better than Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Where what's uh what's the difference between Cooper and Metcalf's rankings right now? What are we looking at? Metcalf uh, is, tw- is twenty, I think. Okay. And Cooper, writes, I think, is top fifteen. Cooper's Cooper was eighth when I made this trade. He has since dropped because he had his buy. 
So his and he his, and he had a, de- a not so good game, right? Oh, he had twenty three. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's been pretty yeah. darn good. So yes, DK Metcalf is currently twentieth. Amari Cooper is twelfth. DK averages twelve point seven. Amari averages fifteen point seven. So, man, yeah, he's had some. He's had more big weeks this year than he usually has. He's had. 26, He's the only guy in Cleveland. There's nobody else. Like David Njoku, once he's back healthy. David um, Njoku <clears throat> and Donovan Peoples Jones, they they've both been like Donovan Peoples Jones. But Coop, Cooper's a Cooper's a reception guy. He he gets the most looks yes. for sure, most targets. Yes. So so makes sense. I mean, yeah, he's and, had and, 10, 10 uh, targets, eleven targets, twelve targets, twelve targets. And he's only going to get note, worse with Deshaun Watson. Of note. <laughs> Run DMC picked DK over Tyler Lockett. Both were available. So I would have gone with Lockett there. I, 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 that's tough. I, don't, I, th- I yeah, feel like we're splitting it's hairs. Tough. It's tough. Um, but just of note, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could. You know. I mean, I think make so. I know a qualifying both, statement on that either way. They both play. Here's my reasoning. I would say they both play outside, but but Lockett also plays in the slot. Some doesn't he? DK doesn't really play in the slot. Am I, and I, maybe you. I'm maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just I feel like pirate so. games illegally, so sometimes <laughs> I don't watch the Seahawks, and I also watch Red Zone because you know I do that. Oh yeah, so, uh, I watch um, I don't know where Lockett plays on the reg. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. Sure. I don't know. I just I just for some reason I feel like Lockett is. I feel like he gets more. Uh, maybe I just could be maybe a just totally random feeling I have that I would prefer Lockett over DK. See, so. I, and I, I I'm looking at their breakdowns and I, it's actually flipped than what I thought. Um, DK has a wider range of points than Lockett, which Lockett is usually known for those like boomer busts. Yeah, Lockett he's has actually, not been very boomer bust this season. Yeah, he's been, he's been a lot consistent. more consistent. Yeah. yeah, when DK has a low of two point two and a high of twenty two point nine. Uh. And I think Lockett has just been a little bit more consistent. So I don't know, man. That's tough. That's a it's a pretty big toss up, though. Um, so those were our trades. And again, we just who? Let me ask you guys this: of all the trades, who won the Brandon Cooks for Gus Edwards trade? What do we? <laughs> who who came out on top in that trade? Do well, we, neither one of them have played because Cooks won a lot by yeah, last do we week. No, like. <laughs> And Who Gus, won that one? What do we think? Talk about Gus. league altering. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it is. I need it to be. No, you, know what? you know what? Let's revisit another Matty Eisen run DMC trade. Daniel <laughs> Jones for Tyler Algier. What do we think well, about that? Well, if you, if you add our third trade that we did, it was also had Tyler Algier in it. <laughs> Y'all swapped Tyler Algier twice. Wait, yes. really? Yeah. You, you gave him Tyler Algier and then got him back? Yep. Oh, yep. that's hilarious. That's because really I needed funny. an RB, and there was nothing out there on waivers. And he's the yeah. only guy I could get to trade with me. And yeah. it actually panned out. He had he had over 10 points that week, two weeks in a row. So, you know, it worked. And then it's now now CPAT's back. So Yeah, I'm in trouble. He did get almost 100 rushing yards with him in the lineup last week. I think half of those week. came on two big plays, though. No, he had a, he had a big reception for 24 oh, okay. yards, but he was really consistent in the run game. Yeah. Had like thirteen or fourteen carries, so we'll see. See how it pins out. Could could be a flex, maybe RB two, maybe hopefully. We'll see. Nice. 
Um, let's go to some matchups. Let's figure out what's going on in week 10 this week. I think we got some interesting matchups. This yeah, week last last week I, I said this to y'all offline, but last week y'all went 0 and 6. On, Not true. The, the matchups. So it's a big, big bummer for y'all. Not true at all. Um, no, just kidding. We we skipped last week, obviously. So our records right now, Will and I are tied at 22 and 20, and Honeycut is at 20 and 22. Because he stinks at this. I'm Honeycutt, one back. Honeycut did get a call right in week eight. Pollard went for 20 plus. He went for way more than 20 plus. Oh yeah. So Tony P. Nice. Tony. He should be. He should be the starter. Well, <laughs> so should uh, what's his name, Cooper Rush? No. So you know, like Dallas just said, it's he did not do what's right so oh okay this is a good conversation right before we get into this i'm just gonna throw this out there there's a big uh a, a lot of tr- uh, speculation saying that obj may go to the cowboys relevant yeah. not relevant uh, not not i don't know i don't know if there's been a wide receiver or any player who's come back from two eight torn acls to be good right i mean mm-hmm. just tough i would say not Super relevant. I think he might make a solid flex play um, okay. with Dallas, but no, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like, hey, he's a legit wide receiver too, kind of like he was at the end of the year last year, I guess, because he kind of was. Um, mm-hmm. No, he'd be he'd be French flex territory from my perspective if I had to predict. You know, since I live in the Dallas market and know everything about the Cowboys. Yes. I think he's a big name. I think that the Dallas fans would probably be satisfied with, you know, with signing him because he's such a big name, but I just don't think, I don't think he's going to be, if he is signed, I don't think he'll be that productive. So yeah, I, I did, I did at the, at the NFL trade deadline, I kept seeing people say like, man, Dallas really needs some help at wide receiver. Amari Cooper would be a great fit. <laughs> <laughs> Who said yeah. that? They're obviously joking about like, yeah, why I was about to him? say like, is, yeah. that, is that like a parody? <laughs> yeah, it was, they yes. were, that was the point. They were joking. They're like, they should never have gotten rid of him. So no, they really shouldn't have, yeah. but what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do some matchups here. Great. So uh, starting off uh, week 10, we got uh, the Birdman versus all my flexes live in Texas. And uh, Birdman has some some key players on by uh, Joe Mixon and and Kenyon Drake, who's been decent, uh, not great, but decent in in recent uh, recent games. Um, Zeke will be will pop in there. Josh Allen is hurt, so we don't know for sure how he's going to do. Um, but I think this might not be a good good week for Birdman because he he did finally add a third running back to his uh, roster. He went he was going with two guys for a long time there. <laughs> Flexes on the other hand, we've talked about them. Travis Etienne and Kenneth Walker are are really solid. Uh, Dalvin, it's always good, I think, when you can play Dalvin Cook at, as your flex. Yes. Um, CD yeah. Lamb is, I think, he's been good enough. Michael Pittman is in Indianapolis, which is just tough uh, out, out there. So I'm really hoping that um, Nick Fol- uh, Nick Foles or Matt Ryan start at quarterback. I think that'll help Pittman uh, over Sam Ellinger. So I'm taking the flexes in this in this one though. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, question mark on this. Do the flexes play Lawrence? Lawrence playing Kent, uh, KC. 
Herbert hasn't been great. He's playing San Francisco, who has a good defense. Don't know. But anyways, with regardless of that, I think Flexes may pull this one out and get to seven and three, which is crazy to me. But this team is getting hot at the right time. We'll see if Pittman can can have a better week in this Colts offense. I don't know. Yeah, he's tough. It's been rough. But I've been think, trying to I've been trying to shop him around and no right rightfully so. No one's really biting. So I, mean, I would buy. Maybe you maybe you slide in Johnson over Pittman in your lineup and you do better. I don't know. Deontay Johnson. Anyways, regardless of those, I, I'm picking Flexus. Yeah, Flexus. I think no matter who they pick up, and by they I mean um uh Birdman at running back, they're gonna have Zeke and some scrub that's not going to cut it. Even with, even if Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, and Stephon Diggs have great games, that's going to be a tough hill to climb. So I'm going to go flexes. Yeah, and I mean Josh Allen may not even play. He may be rolling yeah, with Marcus. That's Mary. true. That's true. So, Who flexes. is better than Lamar Jackson has been in the last six games <laughs> and Justin Herbert as well? But yeah. you know that's that's neither here nor there. Over the course of the season, he's not been better. On, a, on no, average, which is not yeah. what I said. So I know I'm just saying, though. You're, I mean, yeah, I can take anybody, anybody's six games and make a make a case against anyone. So you got to look at the season. Moving on, before Will has a chance to rebuttal that, uh, the Dave Miranda versus. Sorry, I wasn't Blue, listening. Of course, like you don't listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, the next matchup we have here are the Dave Miranda's versus the Blue Linemen. And uh, Dave Aranda's, like we've talked about, just keeps keep. I mean, they've scored a lot of points, but they have a bad record. Opposite records here: two and seven versus seven and two. And um, man, I'm looking here. Blue lineman, yeah, they're gonna. Oh, they have Saquon on the bench. They're gonna pop him in the lineup there. Yeah, blue lineman is gonna take this one. That's uh, by a landslide. It's not close. Yeah, I agree. Give me blue lineman. Uh, you just can't beat that the trio. I don't think. I, I would say this is closer than you guys are saying, but I am still going to take the blue lineman. Like, you'll have you'll have Saquon and Henderson, Cup, Schuster, and Smith probably, which Cup's obviously great. Schuster and Smith are uh, – Juju's been pretty good the last couple of weeks, Mr. Let's look at the last six weeks of someone's season. He's averaging 14 a week. No, he <clears throat> he's been good, but like – He's not great. His, his last three I mean, weeks playing 23, point, 23 points, 26 three. points, 18 points. He's been pretty good. That's pretty good the last three yeah. weeks. Yeah, I'm going I'm going blue lineman anyway. Like I said, I wasn't ever not going to go there. Yeah. Great. All right, next we have – I stand corrected. I'm standing here corrected. <laughs> <laughs> great. Daddy Kyle versus not your average Joe, arguably one of the better teams in the league, maybe the best team. Daddy Kyle? Paper. No way. No, Joe's. The, the know, Joe's. Joking. Golly, dude. Obviously. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> Kyle's team <laughs> stinks. <laughs> yeah, Daddy Kyle's team needs needs some help. He's been trying to to pawn off um, Dallas Godert to me for a while now, and I'm just I'm just not having it. I don't I don't. He's asking too much, I think. So. Anyway, uh, I think the Joes are going to take this, and I got to take the Joes anyway because I uh, bet for them to be under two and a half wins, and they are, are, are two and a half losses, and they already have one, so they better win. Yeah. Samuel could be back in the lineup for Daddy Cal, but I don't think it matters. I actually am going to say average Joes by 30. Wow. 
Yeah, I think you might be underselling that there, Honeycutt. <laughs> uh, Daddy Kyle stinks, uh, especially without the potential upside of Lamar because he's on by this week. You, you're rolling out there with Jared Goff. That's just tough. So I'm going, Jazz. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Run DMC versus Gangsta's Paradise. And I'm going to take Gangsta's in this one. I think they're going to, they're not projected to win, but I think they're actually going to pull out a win against DMC this week. Um, they have league winner Justin Fields. Can't go, can't bet against that guy. And uh, yeah, I think Devante or Dante Foreman will turn it around from his last performance against Atlanta. Montgomery gets to play Detroit. Fields gets to play Detroit. Devonte Adams gets to play uh, the Colts. I mean, it's. I think Whew. this team is has some good matchups here. I don't know why he's sticking with Kyle Pitts in the flex. I was, dude, I'm just about to say it. But there's not really a better option. Uh, definitely would not play Terrence anybody. Marshall. Ooh, there is anybody there is a better option. There <laughs> yes, is a, anybody. Terrence Allen, Marshall. Allen Robinson. I, I would even play him. Oh, Allen Robinson. No, Allen Robinson. Okay, but Terrence, Terrence Marshall, the last two games, 12.7 and 14.3. Yeah. I would uh, play him. Just saying. I, I really – I like DMC's team now that St. Brown is back, but I'm also going to go with Gangsters as long as he puts anybody else in the flex besides Pitts. Anybody. Mm. He's not going to. I, I, then I'm going to pick DMC. Okay. If he doesn't put anybody else in in the flex, you got to you got to um, pick one out right. You can't you can't say based on their lineup decision. Oh man. What are you going to do, Honeycut? What are you going to do? I'm going DMC. Okay. So you're going DMC. Lastly, you went Gangsters? I went Gangsters. Yeah, I'm going DMC too. I think the disparity at running back here is is really big mm-hmm. and the disparity of wide receiver is not as big if not at all, because I think I think Devontae and DeAndre together are a better combo than Alan Ross St. Brown and Justin Jefferson, but Jefferson obviously is the best player in the group, so I think it's kind of a wash. Um, the only spot where I'm like, there's a clear advantage is tied in, and oh, it's yeah. a huge advantage, but I think everywhere else, I'm taking uh, DMC, except quarterback, feels better than Cousins. But Cousins is fine. Like He'll get you 15 to 20, and you move on, so... If Fields, unless Fields goes off like he has the last couple games, um, you know, if he gets 25 or less, I think it still favors DMC. So I'm going to go DMC. I just think Justin Fields is starting to feel a little bit like Jalen Hurts last year. Do you all agree with that? Uh, I I I would need a couple more games, but I do think like he is definitely upping his performances. Hurts did that all year long. Like I think I feel like from week one last year, Hertz was like twenty points plus every week. So how how many games, Will? How many games does it take? This is Justin, a great question. Justin Less Fields. than six for all you goobers that didn't want anything to do with Geno Smith after six weeks. Look, if I'm if I Less am than gangsters, six, huh? if I'm gangsters, I'm riding Justin Fields. I think he's gonna get you at least twenty points this week, which I just said. But I think as long as it's under 25, that favors DMC. Fields is great. Ride Fields. Yeah, he scored. He's uh, had a rushing touchdown the last three weeks. And he's paired that with throwing in the end zone too. So, yeah. 
He's turning it on. As yeah, I, I, I think he's actually five. faster than Jalen Hurts too. He's a different type of runner. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. He's he reminds he's more of a run, he's more of a runner like Kyler Murray. I think kind like, of like like Jaden Daniels maybe. He's really fast. He is fast. Do you know who Jaden Daniels is? Yes, quarterback for LSU. He That's was at right. Arizona State That's right. before. Dude, he really is fast though. He yeah, runs runs everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, next next matchup here. We got Maddie Ice and the boys versus Chubby Girlies. Are is this swift. the toilet bowl this week? What's the toilet bowl uh, this week? No, I'm I'm projected 118 points. No, I there's think I know really the toilet, toilet bowl, bowl this week. Yeah. There's not really a toilet bowl this week. I don't think. Um I'm going with Maddie Ice here. Uh I I just like we've talked about Chubby Girlies um at length, and there's not really a star on this team outside of Waddle. Um, I guess Kyler. Najee Harris, of hurt. course. Yeah, Najee <laughs> Harris has been absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, I heard that he might start losing more carries to Jalen Warren, which that's always good when you can't out-snap Jalen Warren. So, anyway, um, I'm going with Matty Ice here. I think he's going to take it. I just don't – I'm not a. I'm not a fan of this Chubby Girlies team. Oh man. There, so there's some big question marks. Um, Taylor, I don't know if he's going to play Najoku. Not sure if he's going to play. Um, but I think I, I'm going to go with Matty ice and the boys. I really need those two guys to play though, or I'm going to be up a creek. I'm looking at your team. Honeycutt, how in the world are you five and four? Your team stinks. Oh my goodness. Tyreek Hill and Jalen hurts. That's really that's it. The, yeah. That's yeah. it. I mean, Ayuk has been pretty good, and David Najoku was really good when he was playing too. But yeah, I don't really know what to do here. I think I'm gonna go Gurley's. Cordell Patterson's the difference because he is freaking amazing. So, so Kyler Murray and and, and Jalen, I think that's pretty much a wash, right? I mean, it's, I mean, Jalen's a little bit better, but it's not too too much, right? Do do we think that's probably true? Oh, I'd take. I I don't. I mean, I don't. I think it's less equal than you're saying. I think, I mean. Well, Kyler's Kyler's quarterback six, averaging 20. Jalen is quarterback five, averaging 24. Averaging 24. That's a big. Four or five points a game. That's significant. That's pretty big. But Patterson's averaging 16, and Jonathan Taylor's averaging 12. So, and then DeAndre Swift's averaging 15, and A.J. Dillon's averaging seven. So, I, I guess my point is, Honeycutt, you better hope and pray that Tyreek Hill's the guy on Sunday and not Jalen Waddle. Because I think if Jalen Waddle has a much better game than Tyreek Hill, uh, Chubby Girls are going to win, which is why I'm picking him. But the thing is, though, Honeycutt has has he he has him on quarterback. He loses probably on on running back, or he does lose on running back. Wins on wide receiver one. Loses. I, I don't know. Jerry Judy is not great either. I mean, that's Rondell Moore's been pretty good. He later. wins tight end, wins flex. I mean, and then defense and kicker is kind of kind I'm, of a I'm, crap I'm shoot going, all the time. I'm going Chubby Girlies. They've won three in a row. Oh no, I can't. Sorry. They've they've won three in a row, lost three in a row, one three in a row. I'm flipping. They're gonna start losing that three in a row. I'm going Maddie Ice. Nice. I'll I take it. That. I just I'll remember that. It. I can't yeah. not do that. Right. I mean, like, you, no, you got to pass history. I mean, you got to exactly. Follow. And we all know past performance is an indicator of future results. Future. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. All right. Last. Use that um, in the stock market, my friends. You will make a lot of money. That is very true. Last, but certainly true. not least, we have the Millennium Falcons versus the Funky Town Fellas. 
and the toilet bowl. I think that's probably fair this week. No, I'm just kidding. It's definitely not. This is what I'm talking about. There's not really a toilet bowl this week. Oh. The Randos are playing the linemen. Daddy Kyle's playing the Joes. Which is why we're all probably going to choose the same six this Correct. week, it looks like. huh? We were different on uh, DMC and Gangsters. That's the only thing we're different on. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with clearly you <laughs> pick DMC. I'm going with the clearly better team here, the Funky Town fellows. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You can't go against the Falcons here. Geno Smith is obviously the best quarterback who's ever played the game. Going against He's Tom Brady, goat. who is not the goat. Obviously, CMC um has been great since going to San Francisco. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Nick Chubb. I mean, this team just is great. It's a really good team. Um, oh, Will, I do remember my other question for you during power rankings. You said you were the best team in the league until Mike, Michael Thomas got hurt. But let's be real here. He hasn't played since week three. He didn't just get hurt. I mean, they just put him on IR. Well, no, he but they, they, made him out, they made him out for the season. Like, they ruled him out for what they said is likely the season. Before that, he was averaging 17. So if he was anything like what he had been doing the last – or his first three weeks, you know, which is what I was hoping for. I was hoping he would come back. Yeah, an average between fifteen and twenty, which would have been really great. But that's I know I just say when when you say it like, oh, he just got hurt, it makes it seem like he's been stellar, and then all of a sudden got hurt, like you lost um, Javante Williams, or you know, like if you well, were, like, it is like it was super frustrating that they didn't put him on IR from the start, and then he yeah. misses five weeks, and then they put him on IR and say he's done for the season. That was super frustrating for me. I'm like, dude, I totally get that, yeah. Put him on IR. If it's, I mean, anyway, so whatever. But um, I'm going the, with the Falcons here. Do you guys think that uh, Funky Town gets better once Will, Mike Williams and Marquise Brown come back, or uh, how do we feel about that? Because they're both on IR right now. I've thought about Hollywood Brown a couple times because with Hop back, I don't think he does the same as he did before he got hurt. Yeah. So I do think his production takes a dip. He was obviously – he was like the top five, right, whenever he got hurt? Yeah. He hasn't um, played since week six, and he's still uh, he's still wide receiver 23. Yeah. I mean, he was he was insanely good. Um, but I think his production turns him more into like a really solid wide receiver two uh, yeah. when he comes back. So I, that would help because, uh, you know, Christian Kirk's been good. We talked about him earlier. Uh, Zay Jones, you're playing two Jacksonville wide receivers. Yeah, and it's it's and it's not the Seahawks here or the Bills. We're talking about the the Jaguars, <laughs> and in that Seahawks. order, by the way, <laughs> Seahawks first. Um, so no, oh, I think I think I think whenever they get back, they'll definitely improve. It's just a matter of how much. Yeah, like you said, you got to watch out for that wide receiver ten we talked about earlier, Christian Kirk. Yeah, but Falcons. Falcons win this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Falcons are the better team. Chubb and McCaffrey are really, really good. And they're not even the best person on the team. That's Gina Smith. So, um, Stop. Yeah. And you're playing, let's see, you're starting three uh, Seahawks, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. But that's really – Noah yeah, Fant yeah. was literally because have to, Andrews yeah. is on by and Hurst and Hurst is on by, yeah. which you know whatever. So I'll drop Fant after this week. And huh? Hurst. Wait, Will, are you saying it's not good to play three Seahawks? 
No. Well, when the third is no offense, yes. <laughs> when it's not no offense, no. It's perfectly fine. If you had a team of Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf, you'd be I mean, top two or three in the league. It's kind of like the Dolphins. The Dolphins are like that too. Except they don't have a running back like Kenneth Walker. Mostert was pretty good before they're starting to split. Yeah, Mostert Mostert is good. Like he's he's uh, running back. He averages ten a game, running back twenty five. But in his past five games, twenty six, twenty seven, eight point six. It's pretty inconsistent. Kenneth Walker has been consistently has. excellent the last he's several weeks. So good. I'm just waiting for that Geno game where he just it's going to be. Bad. You keep waiting for it. It's never happening. And it, it could be this week against the Bucks defense. Yeah, I've, I'm starting the Bucks defense, so I'm obviously going to be like, you know. <laughs> that stinks. So, whatever. All right. Well, those are our matchups for the week. We're only different on uh, DMC and Gangsters. I pick Gangsters. Y'all pick DMC. Look for Honeycutt to close the gap. Talassi, but not me. <laughs> no way. Can we get a? I'm going to give us an update on the uh, number of moves this season. Oh yeah, please. We love it. Let's end it with that. Run DMC, taking it away at 57 moves. 57. The next closest is me at 33. Then both of those are so much. That's like <laughs> five a week for you, Lassie. <laughs> That's a ton. Price is at like ten a week. Oh, it's great! It's insane. It's great. Um, Gangsters is at twenty-eight, and then uh, rounding at the bottom, Birdman is at seven. Funky Town is at six, and Chubby is at five. So there's definitely no correlation between number of moves and where you rank in the power rankings. <laughs> I'll say that. I think it's. I literally think. Bryce just likes to win something, and he wants to win this. So he just picks up and drops and moves people around just for the heck of it. But his his moves are are like almost nonsensical. If you, yes. if you like look at his moves, you're like, you just dropped the 56th ranked running back for the 58th ranked running back. Uh-huh. Exactly. What are, what are we doing here? You got. I think he does it just to win the most high moves. Flyers. You got to take the. You got to take a shot at them Wait, on the flyers. So I can't really talk because I do that too. So it's all right. Honeycut, when you you meant win something, you meant not win the league. No, so win no. the most moves. Exactly. He oh, wants I to use... even win the league. No, 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 no. <laughs> he just wants to win something, and so he's like, he can now. He wins because he's done the. He he wins the most moves. Well, I guess that's what happened when you trade Tyler Algier three times between <laughs> you and another team. Or that's two true. times, whatever. Two times. Yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, you got to win those most moves. I guess so. That's funny. Uh, all right, guys. Well, another good week. Um, any closing notes or any parting wishes, Lassie? Will? We should do a Dynasty League. Yes, we should. I probably could have said it better, but the sentiment is the same. That's right. <laughs> we should do a dynasty league. Yes. Well, dynasty league, add a flex to our roster. And what do y'all think about tight end premium leagues? Have what are tight end premium? They give tight end receptions two points instead of one point. 
Whoa. Yeah. That would make them the Kelsey would be the number one pick. He would yeah. have to yes. be the number one pick. But like it just it 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 skyrockets Kelsey and Andrews past where they are, but it brings up the other tight ends to at least be competitive with you know all the other positions, all the other yeah. positions. So I don't know. Interesting. Oh, I and wanna... I do I do think another summer meetings thing, Honeycutt. We need to make the quarterback passing yards not be every for every twenty five yards, but be like .04 points for every yard. I actually like it the way it is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'll throw that out there and see what the league says, what they want. Yeah. But you can't trust the league because they don't <laughs> vote on decision or on dynasty leagues. That's true. And we're going to put that Omar trade away the number one running back and uh, what number four yeah. tight end or whatever. There's a, uh, there's a commercial. Do you know who Larry David is? Uh huh. Yeah. Creator of Seinfeld along with Jerry Seinfeld. He's in yeah. a commercial. And basically the, the premise of the commercial is people come up with these brilliant ideas like the wheel or the light bulb or, you know, like and Larry David is at all of the times these things were created. And he's like, this is never going to work, whatever. <laughs> and one they talk about is democracy and like the, the drafting of the Constitution. And, you know, it's important to exercise your liberty, as I mentioned, liberty is super important. But the you know Thomas Jefferson or, or whoever, you know, founding father X is like we will let all men vote. And Larry David goes, even the stupid ones, <laughs> even the stupid ones, and that's how I feel about dynasty league. We should not let the stupid people in the league vote on it. I'm talking <laughs> to you, everybody who voted against it. Which we'll give them another chance. We'll see if all of our lobbying on the podcast has has worked. After the end of the season and we vote again, we'll see. But that's going to wrap up another episode of the FL FFL podcast. Keep it chilly, my friends. Peace out. Seek the win-win dynasty league.